All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Mouth and Off Sports Show here. It is June 11th, and we have a fully packed show here. Dan Stadick alongside Zach Lacey, Ryan Brown, Jonathan Sullivan, and Nick Brown. How you guys doing? I get my ass kicked by Aki, whatever the hell this thing's called. I'm doing okay, Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're all loving this new Akinator game. Download it. Load the App Store. They give it a five-star review. You know, no, not sponsored, though. Definitely not sponsored. Definitely not. So, we haven't done a show in a while. Obviously, there's a lot to get to. Mainly, you know, coronavirus still sweeping the nation. You know, some states, obviously, pulling restrictions off, and we're slowly opening up. And sports are kind of coming back. We had the PGA Tour uh, kick back off today. Uh, Basketball is set to come back. Hockey is well on its way. Baseball is a big yikes right now with a big financial battle between the owners and the players. And we also have our first NHL bracket draft, I want to say, bracket, where uh, we each have our top eight favorite uh, NHL players, uh, whether it's forwards, defensemen, goalies. Uh, the five of us have that for you as well. We're going to give those and we're going to debate. And that's that should be pretty fun honestly I think uh I think my list is pretty strong not gonna lie but we have a lot of uncertainty still swirling around the sports world we've really only seen golf right now we had uh the match two with Tiger Phil Peyton and Brady and we're gonna get basketball obviously you know at some point and then we're gonna get hockey at some point but still a lot of uncertainty swirling around with how it's gonna all come to be Florida their cases are on a huge uptick right now, and that's where the NBA, uh, the NBA plans on playing. So, I don't know, man. I, although we have a little bit more clarity than we did, say, you know, two, three weeks ago, I'm still not totally sold that it's going to go all that smoothly. I don't know about you guys, but that's just kind of where I'm at with all of it. Word. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think there's still a lot of, like, uncertainty. We've gotten a few answers. NBA, obviously, they have a plan to go back now. It seems like, for the most part, that's good to go. But, I don't know, MLB, I don't really have much faith in those two sides working out a deal. The NHL, they still have border stuff to figure out with Canada teams and all of that. And... You know, it's just not – to me, there's optimism, but at the same time, I don't know that we're going to get it all back. MLB, Rob Manfred said, I believe it was today, unequivocally the season's going to happen. But what? MLB has screwed up so hard at this whole thing. They had a chance to be the first sport back. Like, they should have been – like, the first major sport back. They've just screwed up this whole thing with the players and the owners. It's been – Absolutely atrocious. The greed on both sides—I mean, both sides—has been just awful. Like the owners don't want to take a little loss one year. Did, did you get one right, Nick? Like, congrats, man. <laughs> Yo, we're trying to do a show, Nick. For more money when they're going to lose some money one year is just—it's—it's it's baffling how short-sighted they could be. And they won't open up their books. I mean. 
at the very least, if you're losing so much money or you're claiming that you're going to lose out on so much money, open up your books and show it, prove it. These players don't have nearly the shelf life that these owners do. So that's really frustrating that baseball had a chance to come back earlier and they blew it. They 1,000, 1,000% blew it. And it could really hurt them because right now both sides don't look great. And I just don't know that they're going to come back for like 50 games. I just don't know. And that's really, really shitty if you're a baseball fan, especially if you care about the sport a lot and you hope that it doesn't continue to go on a downward spiral in the way that it has. What do you guys think is like the like the right amount of games that they would have to come back and play for it to be like a legitimate season? I I like the 81. I like the cut, cut in half. Yeah, me um, too. Start it in like July and just run it until October. I think that that's a large enough sample size that you like that was 81. I just think that's enough that you like the good teams. There's no, they wouldn't be any, I mean, there might be some fluke teams that make the playoffs, but maybe you could expand the playoffs with 81. But I just think 81 is, is just a number I keep landing on for, um, how many how many games they should play? Because I think that they can make salaries work better that way if they just cut the season in half. Like you can you can make stuff you know sound better and whatnot. Um, I just think that's that's the way to go. Eighty one. I think a hundred's a little bit too aggressive. You'll have to be playing like double headers and whatnot. I think if you start an eighty one game season in July, you can basically run a usual July to October uh, baseball game. Yeah, I don't want to put – yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot, Ryan, but didn't you have, like, an exact number that was, like, the difference between the owners and the players, like, the exact number of – Yeah, so uh, Jeff Passan of ESPN did an article uh, a couple days ago just talking about the numbers and breaking it all down. And he basically boiled it down to $326 million being the difference between the owners and the players. That obviously seems like a lot, but if you divide it, that number by each team, that's a little bit more than $10 million a team, which is the equivalent of like a number four starting pitcher. So the owners are basically saying, we don't want to pay for another number four pitcher to play this season. And on the, on the player side, they're being stubborn because they don't want to play a shortened season where if they have a really bad stretch for like a month, that's, that's going to just ruin all of their numbers. And that could cost them if they're going into free agency next year. So they don't want anything to do with a shortened season. And they also don't want to do anything that's not full pro rate pay, which is what they agreed to back in March. And they're not budging off of that. So it's, it's, it's not good. Neither side doesn't want to budge. And unless both of them are willing to compromise, uh, it, it seems like Manfred's going to impose that 48-game season we keep hearing that he's allowed to do as a last resort. And if that happens, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the players' union just decided to strike. Oh, if man. Strike, it's not going to go. No. Like – Hockey had a tough enough time coming back from the year that they lost back in, what was that, like, oh, 
03 or something, whenever when they strike. I think. 05. Like, hockey still hasn't made it all the way back from that. Like, baseball, was the numbers are already going down because of football and basketball. Like, it, it'd be bad. It'd be really bad. And the crazy part is, is that baseball has been recording, like, record revenue growth despite everyone saying that the game is dying. So the fact that they're squabbling over pennies to the dollar for in their terms, in, to us, it's a, it's a boatload of money. But for them, it, it's not as much. But they're just fighting for every last penny and for no one to budge this far into the pandemic. And like you said, Zach, to be this far behind when they had such a great chance to be the first major sports league in North America back on its feet. It's just a missed opportunity and a <clears throat> massive blown chance to try and bounce back. And they blew it. What does make it easier too for the NBA and NHL is that those guys have pretty much made their money for the year already. So there's not much to really haggle over baseball. They got the whole thing in front of them and, you know, that union, you know, strongest union in all of major sports. And you got the owners that are stubborn, obviously. And a commissioner that, frankly, I don't know. I, I really don't know that Manfred knows what he's doing or really knows, like, the direction where he wants to take this game because he hasn't really made a stand when he's had to. Ryan, you mentioned he could implement that 48-game schedule. We'll see if he does it. If the players keep, you know, doing what what they're doing which I'm fine with I mean I think they should get theirs obviously but if Manfred is going to make a stand it's going to be it's going to have to be soon because at some point it's going to be too late it was kind of interesting they had a uh, Scott Boris on the the draft coverage tonight and he was talking about they asked him about Manfred and stuff like it and he's like well the, com- the commissioner is really supposed to be like an advocate for the owners and I thought that was interesting. I mean, it kind of makes sense what Manfred's doing then because he's not, he's not really advocating for the players at all. He's kind of all about, I mean, it kind of seems this way that he's all about the owners and their bottom line versus getting the season going and getting the players exactly what they want. It was just interesting to hear an agent say that rather than somebody who's on the, uh, the commissioner's side. Yeah, I mean, you see what teams like the Oakland A's have done to their minor league system in terms of financial reimbursement. David Price with the Dodgers, you know, offered up to pay $1,000, I think, was to every minor league player in their system for the month of June. Players shouldn't I mean, have that to do that. That guy's a bum, but that was a really nice thing that he did. Exactly. David Price is a shitty-ass pitcher, but that's a really great gesture that he made. Um, but yeah. uh, I, I disagree with that statement. Okay. But players shouldn't have to do that. Owners with their deep ass pockets, they should do something. Like they can easily make this go away. But again, yeah. it becomes a dick measuring match between the players union. And that's that's the problem that I have is that the owners are valued as billionaires, yet they're crying that they're gonna be losing out on so much money and that they can't afford to take these losses. And I, I, I just don't see how you can walk both of those lines at the same time. Nick just keeps it in the bottle. 
Yeah, Nick thinks he's a comedian. Like, I've been watching for a little bit now. Wait, wait, wait. Why have you been watching me? Pay attention to the conversation. <laughs> I am paying attention to the conversation. Then stop looking at me, you freak. But yes, sports at least are slowly but surely making their way back, whether it's NASCAR, PGA, UFC. There's going to be some fights on the fight island, I think Dana White said, coming up soon, which is kind of cool. But I'll still believe it when I see it, when it comes to the NBA and NHL, if they can figure out whatever customs stuff or whatever they have to figure out. Um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy, man. March 11th, it's been it's been a while. It's been three months of no sports, pretty much. I'm a, I'm a little worried about the story that Woj came out with yesterday, and he added on to today about the NBA deciding that they won't um, discipline players if they don't show up to play in Orlando. They just the players just won't get their money that they would have gotten, which worries me that you might have certain players from, you know, teams that aren't probably going to win the championship. Like a lot of people have been talking about Damian Lillard said he's not like, he's not interested in playing and that they might sit out from the tournament, which I think would really lessen the product and add an even bigger asterisk to a championship that is already going to have a humongous asterisk on it. Good point, too. Yeah, I think the reason for that may be for, like, legal reasons, too. Like, if a player were to get COVID or their family gets COVID because the NBA was going to penalize them if they weren't to play, they wouldn't have a great legal battle there. Uh, so if they don't penalize them, I don't know, maybe it's a legal thing. Yeah, and I'm also worried about um... – like this is this is completely up to the players. Like they can they have the right to do what they want. But there was a wide receiver from Texas who came out last week and said he's he's refusing to play until the issues of this country's systemic racism and justice reform uh, take place. And I I could see someone that's very involved in um, you know black rights. I I be it. You know, Jalen Brown, is it, I, is it possible that he could say, you know what, I'm, I'm not playing like this dude from Texas said? I, that, that does concern me as well a little bit. It's the Brennan, players' rights Brennan to Eagles. protest, but Brennan Eagles, I don't just to clarify. think that's the right way to go about it. I mean, it will certainly get a lot of attention, but yeah, that's the right way. I think. I think that's possible, but at the same time, you know, their start date still isn't for a bit. I don't know exact the exact date that they would be going in the bubble, but yeah, could there be a few guys that do that? Sure. I don't think it'll be enough that you'll be like, oh, this, this doesn't count or anything like that. Unless obviously like LeBron and Kawhi and who else were to, you know, not show up. I don't think that's going to happen. Jalen Brown, maybe. I think it's going to be more prominent in college just because these athletes aren't being paid. They're not technically under any type of contract. I mean, they, they get their room and board paid for by the school, but unlike the NBA players that are contractually obligated to show up and, and play.
play. Um, I think you can see that in college more than in professional sports, I would like to assume. Right. So how do you feel the Celtics have, uh, how do you feel about the Celtics chances in the, the proposed restart for the league with or without Jalen Brown? With Jalen Brown, um, I would have them as the second best team in the East now that yeah. they don't, their home court is completely irrelevant. When they, they were battling with Toronto for the two and the three seed and whatever team had ended up with the two seed, I would have assumed would have won that series just because these those two teams historically the last couple of years, basically Boston loses when they go to Toronto and Toronto loses when they come to Boston. Um, without Jalen Brown, they, they obviously drop off. They're no longer a contender to win the championship. I think with Jalen Brown there, they're a legit contender to potentially win the championship. See, it, it really, for me, it all depends on the scheduling for the seeding games, the eight seeding games that they would have before the playoffs begin. Because right now they're three games back of the Raptors for the two seed. And if they go by what a lot of people think they're going to go by, which would be the remaining games of, on their schedule that are just the next eight games on the schedule against teams that are returning to play, the Celtics would be playing the Bucks, the Wizards twice, the Raptors, Nets, Grizzlies, Trailblazers, and Heat. That's five games out of eight against teams below 500, whereas the Raptors' eight games – would feature six games against teams above 500. So I, I think that if, if that is the schedule, the Celtics have an opportunity, albeit a sl only a slight one, but I think they do have an opportunity to jump Toronto and get that two seed, which would be huge because that means they'd avoid an Indiana Pacers or a Philadelphia 76ers team in the first round, and then instead they'd play a KD list, Kyrie Irving-less Brooklyn Nets team in the first round. And that, that could be the difference. That would be huge. That would be <laughs> – if they could jump Toronto and get that two seed, like, that would make a hell, of a hell of a difference. I think a big difference, too, is not having the whole home court thing going against them. But I still – going into this year, I had them losing against the Bucks in the conference finals. I still think it's Bucks and Celtics in the conference finals with or without Jalen Brown, but I still think they end up falling up short. But who knows, man? Who knows if Tatum can come back on that fucking hot-ass run he was on uh, going into the All-Star break and forward. He could, but it's been a long time off. Who knows how any of these teams are going to look, albeit they should be rested up. We'll see. Kemba Walker, how's his knee looking? How's Gordon Hayward looking? So I, there's just a lot of question marks still. So I think you'll get a nice little taste with that little eight game, you know, regular season to end it going into the playoffs. But Celtics going to have to really uh, kick things into gear and Tatum's going to have to get back on his high hank, high horse. What do you guys feel about the so-called playing tournament for the eight seeds in each conference? Well, it helps the Celtics. If the, if the Grizzlies lose, then the Celtics get a lottery pick. 
Um, but other than that, I, I don't really, they'll be interesting to watch, but um, I don't really care, you know, who wins. Yeah, I kind of feel for any of the teams that, like, are out of it, like, right away or, I don't know, after, like, a couple games, kind of like in the MLB, like, I don't know, it kind of sucks if you have to hop into quarantine or hop into this bubble for, like, what ends up being, like, a week and then, you know, you're out. That kind of sucks, but. All this talk of a bubble is giving me old basketball city vibes from back in the day when we had to go to those camps. I'm just, like, picturing a bunch of, like, NBA teams in their own bubbles and then, like, coming together for lunch and then spreading out. They all get pizza at 1 p.m., yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just – it's giving me major PTSD because that place kind of scared the shit out of me. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how the players handle it and everything. But as far as the the 18th playing game, I mean, at this point, I'm a fan of as many games as possible. So, I got no problem with it, even if it – even if it does cause a – bit of a problem with the Celtics pick. I'm still for it. You know, at this point, we've been deprived of sports for so long that we'll take as much as we can get in any form or fashion at this rate. True. Well, what's good, though, too, is that when things do come back, we're just going to have an overload of sports. Well, yeah, when things do get back, that stretch from like what is it it's probably going to be early like the the very end turning into beginning of august the end of july beginning of august all the way through like october november gonna be probably hands down some of the best few months of sports i think we've ever seen and may ever see in our lifetime depending on how scheduling changes uh, results for the foreseeable future because of every because of all this. So I, I I'm really excited to see how that ends up playing out. Um, can't really complain with what is on the agenda for all the three most important sports. I couldn't give a hoot about baseball whether they come back or not. But with basketball, football, and hockey. I mean, you're getting playoffs in two sports and you're getting red zone in football. I mean, like, you really can't ask for much more. You can't. I mean, yeah, and then we get the Masters in November, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean listen, this is, this is like the sports world just coming together and, like, thanking us for our service for sitting around and doing nothing for these past few months. They're just going to bless us with the best that they have to offer in the, the, that three-month, four-month stretch. And I'm all for it. I'm super stoked for it. July 30th can't get here quicker. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. And the match, too, I mentioned it before. That was nice to see. At the very least, four guys competing, hitting some balls. Came down to the last hole. Dude, that was great. Oh, my God. Watching Brady just absolutely suck was so oh. awesome. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people got a kick out of that. He looked human for once. He was so bad. It was great. other than that one shot that he hold. That was. <laughs> of course, he hold that shot. Like he had. Of course, he had one of those moments, though. Yeah. 
with fucking Charles barking at him right before. Then he gets to go, oh, shut your mouth, Charles, after he fucking sinks it. Like, are you kidding me? Dude, that was great. And then JT talking to Charles goes, I'd like to see your fat ass dunk a basketball <laughs> on live TV. What the fuck? Oh, that's, yeah, that. That's great. I thought that broadcast did pretty well too. That that whole thing was good, just despite the weather they had to deal with early on. That was awesome. I mean, they did good. Like they were like, they weren't talking too much. They kind of let the guys talk, and like Phil Mickelson was great with him and Tiger talking all the time. It was really well done. Mm. <clears throat> oh yeah. So we also have our uh, NHL. This is the first sport we're doing, right, with uh, our little favorite top eight for each of us? Yeah, why don't we roll right into that if we've covered uh, everything we want? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all good. I think we're all good there. Um, So, yeah, it'll be our top eight in each sport. We're starting with the NHL. And we got five of us, which means we got a good amount of players to get through here. We're going to have some overlap, obviously. I think we've already discussed that a little bit um, off air. But who wants to start it off? We got any takers? Oh, wait, aren't we doing like a bracket thing? Yeah, or, or, or why do we do we even need to read off our list? Yeah, we can each read off our list just so that we can see who we think are, who our favorite yeah. players are, and then we can see who so we have it up against there. in the bracket. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, I just might get it out there, pretty much. All right. My number one, uh, Ovi. Uh, you know, I've been my favorite player for ever, so that was an easy one for me. Uh, I got Martian at two, Pasternak at three, No Teeth, Drew Doughty at four, uh, Patty Kane, Charlie McAvoy, the Breadman, Artemi Panarin, and TJ Osi. Love those last two picks. Love those last two guys. Love they're the Breadman. They're they're higher on my list. I, well, if I'm I'm gonna make comments about it, I might as well just go right into it. So I've got I've got Pasternak <laughs> at one. He's um, my newfound favorite player ever, just personality and skill base. And Aaron's my number two. Uh, my number three was a bit surprising. I I was think I was really debating between two guys for the next two spots, but I went ahead with Mika Sabanajad. At uh, number three. Huh? Interesting pick. Can you can you elaborate on that one? So I tried to um I, I when I was making my list, I was trying to base it off guys that I've watched and that I really enjoyed watching. And uh because I have a a bunch of Rangers friends, I have been subjected to Rangers games and I have really enjoyed watching Zabanajad play. I know one game uh I watched him play the Capitals, he scored five goals and he was just absolutely electric. So he was a really entertaining watch. So um, in, in my quest to kind of bolster my hockey range as far as getting away from just the Bruins, I think he's definitely been a guy that I've definitely enjoyed watching more and more instead of just kind of being a homer. Um, but in that sense of being, you know, obviously Bruins-based, I went with Bergie next. I tried to have just have some variety on this list. I didn't want to just list down all Bruins players, albeit – some of them, you know, could be favored over others. But nonetheless, um, one of the best snipers in the league, I put Patrick Line on this list uh, purely from just enjoying the hell out of any watching any highlight videos. Yeah, of- guy. 
Um, and then I finished off with uh, McDavid, Oshie, and I also put Sergey Brabosky on here. I had to give love to a goalie. So. Yeah, I thought about putting Bob on my list. He's he's a stud. Yeah, he makes some <laughs> ridiculous saves. So that's my list. Um, I'll roll mine out. So I didn't want to go too Bruins heavy either. Uh, definitely had to have a few in the mix though. Uh, David Pasternak, obviously top right up there. Ever since they got rid of Sagan, kind of been looking for that guy to be that kind of goal scorer that they can rely on, and he's a fucking beast. Ovi, like Zach said, he's just an all-time fave. Fucking savage. When they won the cup, he had the summer of his life. How can you not love a guy? That was awesome. Just partying with the fucking Stanley Cup all summer long. Phil Kessel is one of my thick heroes. Uh, he's quick on the skates, and I he's a two-time yeah. champion. Two, two time with uh, Pittsburgh, and he's just he's one of those you know units that you just love to see go, you know get after it kind of like Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop is is uh, another one. He's my favorite goalie on this list. Another fucking unit and just an absolute beast. Connor Clifton is up there. He you know kind of a dark horse pick there. But the reason for uh, that pick right there, he's a Bruin one. I like his play style and three. He played in the USPHL on the New Jersey Hitmen. So he, uh, you know, he came from a league that I have a little bit of affinity to. So I like that. Uh, Marshy, you know, dude licks people. Two Bruins heavy, but three out of the first four. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Phil Kessel, former Bruin. But still, right. yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, Crystal Tang. Uh, another penguin. Ooh. I I I will put that guy on my list, dude. You got to give him credit. This guy can play both sides of the ice. Fuck him. It's, I hate it. It's a respect. It's more of a respect than a, like a favoritism, but the respect just supersedes. Um, and then uh, this fucking legend, David Ayers, uh, emergency goalie for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Wait, what? <laughs> Oh, I, <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. It really caught me off guard. Okay. Wow, that's a great pick, dude. 42-year-old emergency goalie, got a W back Holy in February shit. for the Hurricanes. Um, he's, Yeah, he's a beast, dude. Uh, you love a story like that. He let up a, a couple goals, um, but still, he got the win, 6-3 win. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just love a story like that. Third goalie in practices for the Maple Leafs. And he's the AHL's Toronto Marlies uh, Zamboni driver. So, love that. And that's my eight. All right, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I don't want a ton of hockey outside the Bruins, so most of my list either deals with people that played in the Bruins or more likely played against the Bruins in the playoffs. Um, so I start with Patrice Bergeron. He's probably my favorite player uh, in the league. Uh, then I have Ryan O'Reilly, who unfortunately absolutely undressed Patrice Bergeron last year in the Stanley Cup Finals. Absolutely worked them on both ends of the ice. Stud. Then I got uh, McJesus. Uh, he's never played the Bruins in the playoffs before because they're in different conferences, but um, absolute stud. Uh, then Eric Carlson, this goes back to his Ottawa days, absolutely clamped the Bruins in the playoffs uh, back in, I think, 2016. 
so best good. player on the ice by far as a defenseman series. It's rare to see that. What? Not in that series. He was the best player on the ice by far. Well, in best in defenseman in the league by far. Uh, then I got Sebastian Aho, young stud. Uh, love this guy. Owned him in fantasy. Uh, another, you know, love that guy. Nathan <laughs> Nathan McKinnon, another another stud out from the West in uh, Colorado. Owned him in fantasy too. Absolute stud. Uh, then Tory Krug. I used to be a Tory Krug hater. He was him and Tuka Rask. I used to get mad at. Me and Gary. Uh, are you hating somebody on your team? Wow, couldn't couldn't. Couldn't picture it. Me and Gary Brown used to be anti Tory Crew guys, but I've I've come around. Um, I don't know if Gary has. He's an absolute uh, killer on that disgustingly nasty power play that they have. Um, and then yeah, my last guy's Ben Bishop, simply because he, as Dan said, is an absolute unit. I mean, the dude is a hog. Dude, I feel like I feel like you picked a Thank couple you. Bruins guys, and then you whipped out your like ESPN fantasy hockey team and just scrolled through it and picked some names. I mean, like these are guys I've had in the past, not just this. Like year. Nathan McKinnon, like great player, but I feel like you literally like picked him out of hat. Sebastian Ajo, great young player, Carolina Hurricanes, picked him out of the hat. No, no, because the Bruins played the Hurricanes in the conference finals last year. He was the best player on Carolina. Put some respect on Tuvo Terranainen, bro, though. No, I don't know. Aho. <laughs> Aho's a young stud. Aho's better, yeah. That was good. That's fine. All right, Ryan, let's hear it. So, I, like Jonathan, am also not a huge hockey savant, so half of my list is also has some uh, really stupid reasoning. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, number one. Connor Hellebuck, the greatest UML export, the goalie for the Winnipeg Jets. Good God. There's double thumbs down that pick. Disgusting. Uh, number two, American hero, TJ Oshie. Got to put some res- reach respect on his name. Uh, Real Americans say reach respect. Uh, numbers three and four, we definitely went Bruins. We got Tuca and Marchand. Had to put some respect. Two K's, two points. Yeah. Two cup uh, losses on home ice. <laughs> I would have put fucking Yaroslav Alok on my list before fucking Raz, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> nah. Uh, number five, we got John Carlson, the best defender on – the Washington Capitals and probably the league. Whoa. Yep. Impressive. I mean, this, this year, this season, he was the best defenseman in the league. Impressive. Number six, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau. Definitely mispronounced that last name, but don't care. He was dope in fantasy. Uh, seven, we got John Tavares, another stud. Uh, he's kind of a snake. He's kind of like the, the low tiered copycat Kevin Durant of the NHL. And then uh, you got Ryan Eugene Hopkins at eight because his first name's Ryan. Wow! Huh. Wow! A lot of thought went into that pick. I can tell. I had Ryan. I had Ryan O'Reilly. His first name's Ryan too. Shout out! God, those are, those are good lists, though. Those were all really good. Oh yeah, what was your favorite DS? Besides mine. Yeah. 
off the top of your head? Favorite, favorite, favorite list, favorite player that we didn't mention? Favorite list, favorite player? I mean, no Crosby. Hate to see that. Really, uh, really hate to see that. He's just not a likable dude. I'm just so happy that none of you put Crosby on your list. Like, <laughs> thank you. Would never. Nick, I like your honorable uh, uh, Halak pick. I like that. I mean, when Ryan was just his. I mean, I love the David Ayers pick. That that that's a great pick. That that is a fantastic pick. I was that's trying my to think, favorite pick. Like, I was trying to think of just somebody random. Like I wish that like um, that Who, who's the dude? Who's the dude that um was just awful and they voted him to the All Star game there? Don Scott. Yeah, yeah, that guy. But he's not in the league anymore, right? He's no. not back in the uh, AHL. I wanted, I wanted to put Sean Thornton on my list, but he's not. Yeah, dude, I wished – I wanted to put Nathan Horton on my list, bro. He yeah. was, like, my favorite player ever. I may or may not have looked up Gregory Campbell if he was still in the league, but he's not. He's an assistant. Bro, his leg is still broken. Bendy. That's why he's going Mark's on my board. Too. All right, so, Ryan, uh, take us through this process now. So, I kind of took our rankings or our favorite player rankings and – Taking who the first place, basically I did it Mario Kart ranking style. So like whoever put so if you your number one player got eight points in the rankings, and I sort of just ranked them all in according to how many points they scored. Uh, so to f- make a, a bracket to create some matchups that we can debate and see, uh, we can either debate who we think is the better player, or we can debate who would win a one v one that works out doesn't really matter to me um but a couple people had pasta not kind on their list so pasta's got the number one seed uh, marshan's got the two ov came in at three uh bergeron at four not biased um, three, three bruins in the top four not biased at all bro <laughs> not at all uh tj oshi at five connor mcdavid at six uh, Panarin at seven. Then we got Hellebuck at eight. O'Reilly at nine. Ugh. Bishop at ten. Rask at eleven. Uh, Kessel at twelve. Zabanjad at thirteen. You just call him Mika if you want. Uh, Carlson at fourteen, and Doty at fifteen. I did not have a sixteen seed because there was a five-way tie. So Rick. I'm giving Pasta first round by. We should have just like we should have just yelled at each other for like twenty minutes over the who is gonna get left that last spot. Just That's to rigged. lose the pasta. So rigged. <laughs> All, right. All right. So what's the first matchup? So the first matchup we'll do is Connor Hellebuck versus Ryan O'Reilly. Oh Hellebuck. Oh, I All hate day. Fuck Ryan O'Reilly. That guy is an asshole. Fuck him and that stupid meow shit. <laughs> I hate Wait, him. Hold on. Can you explain the meow shit? I love the hand motion, the meow. Do, do, we need, do I need to share my screen and Google this? <laughs> the O'Reilly thing. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Oh, Otto Barge. Yeah, that fucking shit. <laughs> Fuck that. 
Fuck the blues. I get that. that was why he's on there. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Once Yo. I saw Zach do the paw motion, I... <laughs> Shout out O'Reilly's, baby. Let's go. Fuck O'Reilly's. That place sucks. <laughs> not sponsored, baby. Let's go. Definitely in, not sponsored. Yo, uh, put in promo code MALVIN for 20% <laughs> off your next purchase. Bendy. From O'Reilly's. Promo code BUM? <laughs> Bendy, promo code BUM. I was trying to think of a better one. <laughs> Jesus. Right, I'm definitely rolling with Hellebuck. Yeah. Uh, he's... He, I mean, the greatest export ever from UMass Lowell. I have to roll with my Riverhawk. Yeah, I'll put Hellebuck through. All right, well, that's three, so. Love it, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck you, Jonathan. All right. Yeah, eat shit, Jonathan. So that, Bro, that was the eight owned nine. the Bruins last year, so like, I don't know why you're getting angry at me. All right, so next we got the 4-13 matchup. Patrice Bergeron versus Zab... Zabin Jad. Bergy. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's, that's going to be Bergy. Nick, can oh. you provide a, uh, a devil's advocate for Mika Zabin Jad? Uh, Zabin Jad. You know, I, yeah, really, how many times? I'm really, like, really, really, really trying to think here, but, like. You no, know, he's, got, he's got way better hair than Bergeron. That's true. His he's hair got is great lettuce. Absolutely I can't put him through just on his hair. Yeah. I bet Ber- I bet Bergeron never scored five goals in a game before, though. Bergeron hasn't, but he's been one of the probably the best two-way player in the league for a long time, and I mean he's just an absolute beautiful human being. So, yeah, that's it. All right, we're rolling with Bergey. No questions asked. Nope. Uh, next we got the five twelve. We'll see if uh, we get any lethal upset here. We got TJ Oshie. Versus Phil Kessel. Go. Yeah, not going to get upset here. Let's go with Oshie, man. American hero. Me, Captain oh, America, dude, yeah. I mean, was... if we're talking about their actual play, Oshie's – both of these guys are a little past their prime. Dude, Phil Kessel can't even, like, skate down the ice without being hungry and tired and come on the bench. Phil Kessel is one of the greatest snipers, like, of our generation as a goal scorer. But what TJ Oshie did – in that uh, shootout oh, in the okay. Olympics, just he could do nothing the rest of his career, and he would still be the man. Yep, it's Oshi. He's got a hot wife. That too. Dan, do you want to put any last moment uh, respects for Phil Kessel? Hank. Um, you know he's my uh, my thick queen, but to lose to anyone, to lose to an American hero. <laughs> That's that's someone you lose to right there, damn it. <laughs> nice. No further right. comment. We'll move on to the two fifteen matchup. I think this is gonna be another quick one. Uh Brad Marshawn versus Drew Doughty. Does anyone wanna put up a fight for Drew Doughty? Yeah, you know, I mean he's got like six teeth total. Um <laughs> and he's got great lettuce, just an absolute stud defensively. Love the way he plays the game, and he's a, almost as good of a chirper as Marshan. That's all I got. <laughs> Marshan, I still pick Marshan. Sorry. Yeah, got to go Marshy here. Yeah, Marshan definitely is, like, the player that most reminds me of myself. 
So I have to Jeez. roll with him. Flex. What an asshole. Flex on him. Well, yeah, an asshole on the on the field, on the ice, on the court. <laughs> Foul <it> out. <laughs> Do we have any upsets yet? No. Nope. Nope. Maybe that'll change now. We got the 7-10, Panarin versus Bishop. Oh, let me tell you about my guy, Ben Bishop. <laughs> this thick-ass unit, if he could just move a little bit better, you wouldn't get the puck past him. And he had his stretch. He had his glory days. But come on, man. Ben Bishop, he's got to take it over Panarin, man. Come on. I'm, I'm with Dan here on Ben Bishop. He's got alliteration, I'm also, too. I'm Be also square. Ben Bishop. Uh, you know, the bread man, he, he's – He's probably going to be the best. He might be the best goal scorer in the league next year. He might win the Ro- R- Rocket Richard Trophy. But but in uh, this moment, he ain't getting tough. one past Ben Bishop. He's easily getting one past Ben Bishop because Ben Bishop can't really move. Um, but, you know, it's it's tough. Tough out. My guy, Ben Bishop, if he does yoga or Pilates before this little shootout, no way he's getting past him. No he way. He might not get back up from doing yoga. But he doesn't need Fuck. to. Fuck. I did not play a scramble last week. Whoever wrote that got wrong. Nichi. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Tough. But yeah. Ben Bishop for the win. Bishop for the win and the first upset. Tough. Uh, we got the 6-11 next. Connor McDavid versus Tuka Rask. Blow out, McDavid. Monday, McDavid. Oh, I, 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 can't, I can't pick McDavid. I gotta go, Tuka. Yo, Nick, I just, I just got a rare character. Uh, I'm going with uh, McDavid. I just got a rare character thing when no. I did Ben. When I did Ben Bishop. <laughs> I, I got a rare character. I did Noel Achari. <laughs> I'm gonna go stick with Tuka Rask because he's yeah. the best goalie in the league this year. No. Uh, All right, Nick, come down to you. You talking to me? Yeah, it's two to two. Yeah, pay attention. Oh, I, I said McDavid, bro. I said it like three times. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Nah, I didn't uh, hear that. Yeah. Super ass trash. Get out of here. Oh. <laughs> See you too. Uh, now, Halak, we have a different debate. Yeah, that's my <laughs> dog. That's my dog. <laughs> All right, final first-round matchup. We got Ovi versus Carlson. Great Ovi. Ovi, yo, all right. Bro, Ovi probably already got his spot booked in the finals. Yeah, Ovi. Jonathan, do you want to try and uh, put out a last defense for Carlson? Um, Russia is the enemy of the United States. All right. Thank you. That was good. And we're banned. <laughs> that was so TOS. Right, the next round, <laughs> we got Pasta versus Hellebuck. You know where I'm voting. I'm voting Hellebuck. Yeah, I'm also voting Hellebuck. Over Pasta? Yeah, nah. I'm Pasta. Yeah, you're nah. fucking high. Pasta. Pasta. Put him through. Pasta broke his thumb last year. People forget that. 
Wow. I, I was I was expecting that to be a four one, so I'll take a three two loss there for for hell of a lot. Trash can. Uh, next we got Bergeron versus Oshi. Oof. That's actually a little tough for me. I mean, Bergeron's been been our guy forever. He's the captain in waiting. I think I gotta go Oshi though. Captain. I have to also go with Oshi because American hero. Yeah. I mean, that's tough to beat, man. Oshi. There it is. American hero. All right. I hope you keep that same energy in the later round. We won't. Oh, I definitely am. That's yeah, we okay. love our country, bro. That's facts. That's all facts. <laughs> uh. Up next, we got Marshan versus Bishop. 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 Marshy. DS? Bishop. Oh. Marshy. I got to go Marshy. You you ruined it. You ruined it. You get a double-digit seed through, and you blew it. That's your, your guy, Dan. That's your guy. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> How could you? How could you? How could you do uh, that to your guy? Well, I had Marshy there too, but you know what? Sorry. Sorry. Man, you had you had Ben Bishop rated more fit like you had him higher on your list than Marsha, and you do weep. him like that. Weep. Shameful, shameful, shameful. You know, um, Ryan, uh, if you t- would take a look into the camera, I have a message for you. I literally don't care. Can't even read it. Connor McDavid versus Alex Ovechkin is up next. It's Ovi. Come yeah, on, McDavid. Ovi. It's Ovi. McDavid can't touch him till he does something, like win or come close. And Ovi's for so long. What? 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 Yeah, I ain't what? going for no Tommy. So Jonathan has McDavid? Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm also voting McDavid. What? It's all right. We got three Ovi's. Yeah, why, why is this even still a thing, bro? I heard three Ovi's. All right. All right, so this is the semifinals now. We got Pasta versus Oshi. Oshi. If I didn't put Bergi over uh, Oshi, Pasta's not getting over Oshi. So Oshi. Oshi as well. Pasta. All right, that's fair. We're moving Oshi through. That's fucked up. It just happened. Yo, American Hero, bro. American Hero. Yeah. American Hero. American hero, what are you gonna do about that, Nick? Weep. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Weep. Safety. Then in the other semifinal, we got Marshand versus Ovechkin. Ov. Ovo. Ovo. Right. I go Marshand here. Oh, see you, bitch. 
Wow. What? Stan, get that commie out of here. <laughs> Yo. Yo, Trippin. Yo, Cap's here, dog. Cap's here. Junko. So I believe that leaves us with just Oshi and Marshand? In the final? Yep. Oshi. Oshi and Marshi. You know what? If o- if Oshi's going to lose somebody, he's going to lose to the, the champion. I'm going Marshan. Marshi. I'm going Oshi. I'm sticking with my American hero guns. American hero. Oh. I won. <laughs> Wait, John, oh, what'd you man. pick? American yeah. hero. You're the worst kid. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> oh, you're awful. Oh man, TJ Oshi, the five seed, winning it all. We'd love Let's to go. see that. Parody oh, in the league. If this is how it's gonna go, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> all right, especially bro. especially when it gets to sports that I and like players that I actually feel more passionate about. Like, do you I hate don't know America? If I what? Do you hate America? No, but like, listen. TJ Oshi, American hero. I mean, like, listen, it was funny at first. It was a good. It was good memes. It was good memes at first, but now it's really Papega. No, you're Papega. No, nah, you're weird, champ, dude. Nah, well, W. Nah, Pog Pasta. <laughs> All right, someone mute this Twitch conversation. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you're. Yeah, about. that's that's just Yo, disgusting. Fucking Kappa, dude. All right, let's wrap <laughs> this bitch up. Uh, well, do we want to say what sport we're going to do next week? Do we want to hash that out real quick? Sure, we can keep on answering. Yeah, I'm down for a little b-ball. NBA, huh? Now, this is where it's going to get interesting. I want to see an all Celtics list, but, like, the only the worst players. So, like, Time Lord has to be on this list. Vincent Poirier going all the way. Kemba has to be on the list, then. Shut up. Can we bring in special guest next week, DR, so he can shit talk Kemba? He wants. (laughs) We'll have to see. I will not vote for Kemba for anything. Bro, all UConn lists, oh, Hashim to be... Um, um, uh, what's his name? Bass Napier. Ryan Boatwright. Ugh. Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb. So slept on. OKC legend. Bendy. Sneak peek behind the curtain. My number one is going to be Kevin Durant. Just to piss you guys off. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, no, no. That will not piss me off. I will love that. God damn it. The biggest snake of all time. I'm going with NBA's American hero, Carmelo Anthony. Bendy. <laughs> gold, gold medal. American medal. hero. Bendy. Fucking best, best NBA player to ever shoot in an empty gym. He's the best empty gym player in, in the history of basketball. Bendy. So he should be golden. Bendy Mello. In Orlando. Bendy. Bro. All right, fellas. Is that all we got? Yeah. Uh, unless uh, anybody's got some last thoughts about literally anything, how do we? Did we? Uh, did we like the 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 PGA Tour today? Do we like the golf event? How much of it do we watch, guys? Uh, I probably watched like off and on, probably like an hour maybe. 
I had it on the background for the most part. Yeah, I had a background a couple hours too. Yeah, I watched um, a lot of it. It was good to see. Saw, uh, saw Kepka on the hot mic oh, dropping a hot. And it's album. nice. Uh, they got some big, big time names towards the top there. Rose Thomas. Uh, Dude, he, Kepka's mustache is. Yes, yeah. his his stash is looking thick. I think it's freaky, huh? It's a caterpillar on that thing. He's looking like a blight. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, feels it, good to have some. Coverage didn't really. I feel like it didn't really change much from what golf coverage normally is yeah i mean i i did miss like the uh the crowd cheering when like big shots were made like if somebody made yeah. big, big putt or something but other than that pretty much the same it was but, funny i don't know if you guys saw jt's first hole he like stuffed one close and, and he just gave a little like wave to the crowd to the non-existent crowd <laughs> but yeah i liked it live sports back We'll take it. All right, we got big, big, big match tomorrow, baby. The rematch of Monday. Yeah, time to go to bed. So, Pine Hill, seven forty-five. Everybody, lock in. Get on that Snapchat. Get wake oh, up. My I want Snapchat everybody. Open. I want everybody woken up early on their Snapchats. I'll be woke. Facts. All right, take us out, DS. All right. Thank you all for listening. It's the Mouth and Off Sports Show here, hosted on uh, quarantine-ish still as we're reopening. Dan Sadik alongside here with Brian Brown, Zach Lacey, Jonathan Sullivan, and Nick Brown. Thank you all. Country Roads, we'll see you next time. Go, dude. Fuck, Fuck dude. dude.